Welcome to She Can and She Will. I'm Marianne, also known as the Country Mompreneur, and I'm joined by my co-host, Deesa McAllister. We are moms, work-from-home experts, and we love helping women take control of their lives and see all the possibilities. On this show, you will learn from us as well as other women who kick butt in their lives and want to help you do the same. So sit back and get ready for some fun. Well, we're back with She Can and She Will, and we're joined today by Carol May Wittick. Is that how I say your last name? I should have asked. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And she is a spiritual life coach, podcaster, and creative. Well, welcome, Carol May. First, I want to start with you telling us a little bit about yourself and what got you to where you are today. Sure. Thank you very much. I was born in London, but I actually grew up in a very small town outside of London called Wolverhampton, which is outside the second city, which is called Birmingham. And so I had like a small town upbringing, but I always had a yearning to go back to the city to pursue my music career. And that's what I did. And over the course of 20 odd years of trying to make it in it, you know, it builds up a resilience, but you face a lot of rejection. And over the course of the years, what I realize now looking back is how creative my creativity really kept me on an even par and pursuing that, uh, especially when there was a lot of kind of disturbances going on in my life and also travel as well. So I traveled around the world and went on a real kind of meandering through lots of different spiritual modalities. You know, I was born in the church and, uh, you know, I never left that and have never left that. But I always wanted to find out what these other people believed in, what they how they kind of incorporated that in in their lives and in kind of journeying across Europe and going to India and Bali and doing all the retreats and the eat, pray, love lifestyle and everything. Um, I just come back and realize that everyone's kind of looking for the same thing. And there's a common, uh, there's a commonality in all the modalities and um, all of that, just seeing how that kind of helped me shape me in terms of my mindset as to how I was going to then, move on to the next stage of my life. So I turned 50 last year and it's like, okay, so what are you going to do? It's like music isn't going to be first and foremost. It's going to be something that you can do on the side without the weight of the expectation of it defining you. So it takes all the charge off that as well. It's like if people reject it, it doesn't, it's not breaking my heart. Um, but that creativity and just seeing how creativity and spirituality have weaved into my life and it has meant that I've been able to kind of reach this age and define how I'm going to go forward. And it's just a really kind of calm and exciting way of dealing with things, especially when I see how, how, you know, society really puts on women as they get to a certain point and how it really affects them. Um, I see that my mindset and what I've taken on board over the years has actually put me in a, in a really unique, a relatively unique position and, and a relative un- unique outlook so I want to kind of serve by helping and giving that back and going it's fine it's okay just you know it's nonsense what they told us there's there's you know we've we've only just begun so that's all of those things kind of brought me to here okay so now you're a spiritual life coach sure first let's start with why do you think spirituality is important for people's lives I would say spirituality is important for people's lives because spiritual, we are spiritual beings. So you have to kind of come back to 
that part of yourself. And it's like with any of us, if we have like cultural, different cultural backgrounds from where we live, we always have a, an interest in where we come from and what that means to us. And that kind of background then informs how we move forward and kind of gives us a little bit more depth of understanding of who we are. And yet when it comes to spirituality, it's always, you know, woo woo and dogmatic and all these kinds of things. And one of the things that I endeavor to do is kind of bring spirituality back to you in a grounded way and saying to you if you're, you're living a human experience your parents came from here and you've got all these cultural uh, influences as part of your human experience but what about kind of learning about yourself the spiritual aspect of yourself it's just another level of intelligence that you can use to inform the way that you live your life on earth for as long as you're here and it's an it's like a superpower for me it's just it's given me so much, especially when things got stripped and taken away from me. That was always a thing that could never be taken away from me was my connection, my spirituality. Say I reach out to you and I want to work with you. What are some of the first things that you do to get started? Well, I want to find out where you where you're at and what you want. You know, um, it's it's seeing if it's something. You know, some people will want to work with me because they want to really deepen that spiritual connection, and it's solely about that. Or it might be that they want to kind of achieve life goals and then want to see how delving and upping their spirituality will assist in that as well. So it's kind of slightly different with everybody as well. And also, I want to find out. Um, your belief system. And by that, I just mean, what do you think is possible for you? What have you tapped into? What have you explored? And find ways of kind of introducing and meeting you where you where you're at with your spirituality and then expanding on that in a way that feels real to you and you can actually see tangible results on a day-to-day basis it's just more of an awareness it's it's one of those things that's hard to explain but when you get into it and when you start to do it it's almost like a of course a no-brainer you know so I, I always want to find out where people are at you know if you're into meditation what kind of meditation do you do not everyone can sit on a mat for 60 minutes for but, you know, I used to do that kind of stuff when I was going through uh, doing a lot of Kundalini yoga. I was like devoted to getting up at four o'clock in the morning and doing a <laughs> two hour sadhana. But I realized not everyone wants to do that or can do that for, you know, the way that their life is set up. But there are ways that you can bring mindfulness, meditation, calmness, stillness into your life wherever you are. So I want to find out what's your life look like? Where do you think you have moments of time that you'd be able to in, in, insert some kind of consistency with yourself? Because once you get into that consistent habit and then you start to feel how it works for you, then it's easy for you then to expand on that at all instead of me prescribing 30 minutes a day on the mat, you know, silence, you know, no, no, no. We kind of find out where you are, what you know, what you believe, and then kind of expand on it from there. So I want to find out where you've been so far and then we can go from there. So when it comes to spirituality, what do you think are some of the biggest misconceptions people have? Um, there's a lot, there's a lot of, uh, uh, materialism around spirituality. And, um, and then also there's a lot of confusion about kind of new age beliefs and how that ties in. These are a lot of these things are do overlap to an extent. And then some of them have absolutely nothing to do with spirituality. I think. People will probably think that spirituality is just about hugging trees and and kind of wearing mala beads or meditating for, for hours on end or, you know, chanting. And 
different modalities of spirituality will use that. But ultimately, spirituality is about getting to know the greater aspect of yourself and feeling the vastness of yourself. And all of those extraneous stuff, it, you know, you can pull it, but they're tools and trinkets for the most part. They're so unnecessary, really, for you to have a spiritual practice. And also, you you know, you don't have to kind of go down any of the paths, really, in terms of all the kind of different practices that people do and the humming and the not necessarily you know there there are ways that it can be very grounded and very everyday and that's my passion is to kind of bring that to you as it's an everyday thing you can use it as easy as you just get in your car and go fast it's like you can turn into your higher self and your spirituality and go fast yeah so this may be a misconception. You can say that that's true. But I feel like it seems like the older people are is when they start getting more in touch with their spirituality. And you see people, the younger people in their 20s are too busy for stuff mm-hmm. like that. Do you see that as well? It can be, yes, um, especially in, in a world like this, especially the way the world is now. Like, it's so busy. I can't imagine what it's like to be permanently, you know, <laughs> holding on to something that's feeding you information and, and kind of t- telling your mind to go this way and that way. And I think when when we kind of reach certain stages of our life, if we've kind of gone through a career, if we've kind of empty nested our children, then we have more time for ourselves then it's a deeper question of like, okay, I'm 50, 60, whatever. It's like, is this all there is? What, you know, wanting to have a richer taste, if you feel that there is something more that you can discover, you know, you can have made all the money and have all the things and still feel that there's something lacking. So a lot of the time it takes a lifetime of going and achieving the dream, you know, the American dream, the the success that we get sent uh, to believe all over the world. Um, and sometimes you can spend a lifetime searching and also a lifetime achieving and hitting all these bench points and then get to it and you'll be sitting in your mansion going, oh, I'm not happy, you know. So I think contentment and happiness and also wanting to know who you are and being authentic to yourself becomes something that you're more likely to be able to ground into and appreciate when you're older than when you're younger, when you're more concerned with what everyone else thinks about you. So I think that's why it kind of has an uptake, an uptick as people get older. If somebody wants to work with you, do you work only in person? Do you work virtually? How could people work with you if they're interested? If they're interested, um, contact me on my website. So I can tell you here is it. Um, it's carolmaywittick.com, C-A-R-O-L-M-A-E-W-H-I-T-T-I-C-K.com. And you can reach out to me and I can do virtual. I, I work with people, women mainly, but I work with my clients all over the world. I do love doing in-person things as well. Um, and I think, you know, like, you know, doing things over the computer and everything like that is great. And it's great that I can connect that way. But I do still love to be able to meet with people, have conversations, do workshops, do talks and and do things where I can actually touch the flesh and and feel everyone. But for the most part, the majority of the way that I'm working is online. Okay, and then also talk to me a quick about your podcast. What's it about and how can people listen to it? 
So it's on any podcast platform. It's I've got two. So I've got Her Conversations, Higher Energetic Resonance Conversations, and Higher Higher Energetic Resonance Inspirations, which are the solo episodes. Um, conversations are the um, are the the to the two head of the the interviews that I do as well and it's all about just being inspirational it's high energetic resonance conversations I started about five and a half years ago and it's called tools for the awakening and I speak to men women across the world who are serving in some sort of way you know they work in all different modalities of healing they've had their own journey that has brought them to their work and I just have a conversation with them about them about that Okay, so we end each podcast with the same question. So what is one tip you would give people to inspire them today to get them motivated on whatever their journey is? Ask yourself, do you really think that you could get to the end of your life and be okay not having it? You know, sometimes it's almost like, a you know, do you think you'll be satisfied by not even trying? Um, you deserve that. If you get given a vision, a dream of something, it's there for a reason. It's there for the expansion of yourself. It's not there to taunt you with something that you can't go. You might have to grow. You might have to step out of your comfort zone. Usually we do. But just ask yourself, just take one tiny step towards it. You know, it may be anything. Just make a shift in that way because you deserve that dream that's come to you. Awesome. Well, Carol May, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you for listening. She Can and She Will is a Country Mompreneur production. Audio mix by Marianne. Research by Disa McAllister. To learn more about this and other Country Mompreneur productions, visit thecountrymompreneur.com. Music.